Do you like to be the first name of your sex tape? Well, if you like to be the first to listen to podcasts, you might want to check out our Patreon because now we're offering a brand new membership tier called Name of Your Sex Tape. I couldn't help it, guys. I'm sorry. For five pounds a month, you'll get an ad-free version of our weekly episode on a Tuesday, a full day earlier than its usual release. So you can be the very first to talk about how funny our guest was, how quickly you cracked the case, or how badly I answered a question. Plus, you'll get all the benefits of our regular tier, including our live Zoom records, a special shout out on the podcast, and if you really like to hear us talk, we've got an entire back catalog of extra content. Check it out on patreon.com forward slash drunk women solving crime. Name of your sex tape. Name of your sex tape. Name of your sex tape. Fancy coming along to see Drunk Women Solving Crime live? Ooh, yes please. Why not join us for our monthly London residency at the marvellous Museum of Comedy? We've got monthly shows through to June. Plus, every show is a double header, so you get to see us record not one, but two episodes with two fantastic guests. You can find tickets on our website, drunkwomensolvingcrime.com. Shows are selling out fast, so be quick. Noise. Noise. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. one to sit down so we're just gonna <laughs> see what happens these guys very sparkly this evening yeah um, it's a christmas party who's excited yeah. for christmas yeah oh i'm dressed like an office manager at like a you know what i mean an office christmas party ready to, to seduce an intern that's yeah so watch out guy on the front row um <laughs> she'll just jump right on you so oh, be careful yeah. Oh, yeah. And hello to my boyfriend who's in. Hello. <laughs> it's good to be here. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, I thought that I would go Christmassy in my This Meets This part of the podcast. So we're going to start with this. It's where a whiskey Mac meets dealing crack. <laughs> it's where a Kia Royale meets a certain member of the Royale family. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely no names. And it's where that old bottle of Bailey's meets... Say it with me. The Old Bailey. Thank Yay. you. It's a true crime podcast with a twist of life. Oh, thank you so much for joining us tonight. I love that bit. It makes my Christmas. It really does. We're going to get straight on this evening with the show. So please put your hands together for the brilliant comedian, actor and writer, Felicity Ward. Yay, Felicity. Hello. Welcome. Hi. 
I totally forgot it was Christmas themed. Um, and so I look like the agnostic version of Christmas where I've just got a very, like I've got a phrase on my jumper, but it just says fabulous, which could be any time of the year. And I'm wearing a bucket hat instead of a red Santa hat. Basically, I look like I'm going to a festival. I'm actually wearing wellies, so I am. (laughs) Well, welcome, Felicity. Thank you so much. The woman who needs no introduction because she talks over everyone. (laughs) Cheers. I love love the look you have going on. Thank you so much. We just all feel very included now. Mm. Yeah. All the bucket hat wearers. Um, Is anyone wearing a bucket hat? There were a couple cheers. No, everyone has taste and sense. Cool. Well, cool. Hey, it's a fabulous Christmas. It works. It is a fabulous Christmas. Thank you so much. <laughs> and what a segue into our first question, which is, Felicity, have you ever been the victim of a crime? I have a wild story. Okay. No surprises there. <laughs> um, I had completely forgot this happened. Uh, when I was 19, I was working at a cafe. That's the story. No, I'm joking. That is wild. Um, and there was this guy that came in and it was a very hot day because it was Australia and I'm from a beach town. What a cliche. And <laughs> he came in and asked for water. Pretty straightforward so far. Bought some water. We had a chat. He was a nice guy. I think he was kind of handsome. Like I didn't sort of – anyway, that will become apparent why I would notice. Then he came back in a couple of hours later and bought more water. He was like, oh, I'm heaps thirsty. I'm like, it's a hot day. And then he came back again and bought more water. And I was like, I think I know what's going on here. Um, Irresistible. (laughs) Anyway, then I got a phone call while we were closing up. The person who was the short order cook came in and said, hey, someone wants to speak to the girl with the red bandana. It was 1999. (laughs) You better believe I was wearing a bandana. (laughs) Nothing like a little cultural appropriation from a small white town. (laughs) So uh, I get on the phone and he's like, hey, I'm that guy that bought a lot of water. I'm like, hey. And um, he said, this is kind of embarrassing, but um, I was wondering if you want to go on a date. And I said, oh, that is so lovely. That's so flattering. I actually have a boyfriend, but thanks. You know, that's really sweet. Thank you. Like, this is so cool that you asked. Anyways, I don't remember, like, how he responded to that. But then, like, a couple of days later or a week later... I get a call and they say they want to speak to Felicity and it's a police officer. I'm like, (gasps) what is going on here? Is it about the bandana? Yeah. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. No, I didn't know when the police were going to get involved. (laughs) When you get charged for fashion crime in Australia, they are serious. (laughs) Were they too charming? Guilty. Um, Anyway, I'm revolting. So I get on the phone and this guy says, I'm Constable so-and-so. You've been implicated. There is someone who has said that you have vandalised their car. And I went, what? And they said, apparently you've been alleged to have caused $600 worth of damage by putting seaweed on someone's car. And I went, what? By the way, I'm from a beach. There is a lot of seaweed. That's not like... (laughs) I know that sounds like, oh, like a home and away storing line. But they get a lot of... (laughs) seaweed there too actually um and I'm like in panic because I like rules order I like I don't do things illegal right and I said look and he said do you have any idea who it could be I'm like I genuinely don't know and then I went 
look, the only thing I can think of... Oh, that's right. And the constable described my boyfriend. He said that you had an accomplice and, and then described my boyfriend. And I'm like, look, the only thing I can think of is this guy came in and he asked me out and he said, no, but, like, that's the only... Like, that's truly the only thing. And he said, well, just have a think about it. I got off the phone and the person who got the... Like, who called me for the phone call said... Why didn't they come down and talk to you? Why did they do it over the phone? I went, I don't know. And she goes, call the police station <gasps> back. So I call oh the police station back. I know! <laughs> so I call... Imagine forgetting this story. <laughs> People are like, what's an interesting story? I'm like, I broke my arm three times. Not, here's a time I got implicated in a crime I didn't commit. So I call the police station and I said, I want to talk about this particular case. They said, we don't have a case like that. I wow. said... I said, this constable, I spoke to this constable and he said, no, let me check with the other police station, the other major one, we'll check the database. Comes back, he says, no police officer works by that name, so if they call back, tell them impersonating a police officer is a federal crime. (laughs) Is that wild shit or is that (laughs) wild? I love the fact that you were on the phone going like, I want to talk to somebody about the seaweed car. The seaweed car. Oh, mind you, they didn't bat an eyelid at that, by the way. They were like, well, which one? (laughs) Which beach are we talking about? So did did he call back? No. Oh, Oh, no. What's the end game here? I'm missing what the con is. It's called toxic masculinity. That's... It's called teach young boys how to have feelings and accept their feelings of shame and rejection and not take it to the police. (laughs) Jesus Christ. Wow. Isn't that mad shit? Crazy. How badly can I swear on this show? Oh, on this show? really fucking badly. We, we call that in Australia, that is called mad cunt behaviour. That is absolute <laughs> mad cunt behaviour. That is a good name for it. Oh, I love that. We need to adopt that here. That's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> May we? So, like, <laughs> on the podcast, we always ask, what would you say to the mad cunt now? Like, because it's, you know, if this, if this guy was in front of you, you know, he's in custody, he mm. can't, you know can't cover you in seaweed or whatever. Mm. Like, what would you say to him? How long have you been in therapy now? (laughs) Have you worked through issues with your mother? Yes. Do you feel less entitled yet? Do you yeah, do do you do you feel when a woman rejects you that maybe it's not a crime? Yeah. Yeah. Maybe. Amazing. What did you do with all that water? See, I'm not asking the right questions. Yeah, do you know what? For a minute, I thought the crime was going to be he was reselling the water at a profit on the beach. <laughs> ah, ah. I thought it was someone who took too much MDMA and they're like, oh my God, I'm just so thirsty. I love not, you. Not mutually exclusive, actually. <laughs> I also love the fact that he It was, was kind the of... 90s. <laughs> there was a lot of MDMA in the 90s. <laughs> she says in her bucket hat, I know. It's so perfect. It's so perfect. Also, for those of you who aren't alive or weren't alive, you probably are if you're here. Um, I'm not casting aspersions. If you're dead, you're welcome too. This is an inclusive yeah, well show. Well done for making it tonight. <laughs> Do you know in the, in the 90s, um, ecstasy, I've heard, in the UK was like five pound a... a a tab? I don't know what they call it. Um, <laughs> I'm just a little girl. In Australia, it was $50 a tablet. And it was not MDMA, it was ecstasy. Oh. Apparently. Awful. Wow. <laughs> Lucky I didn't take drugs. Wow. <laughs> 
finally the real crime is... <laughs> wow. It's well, is price gouging in small town yeah. beaches. <laughs> <laughs> Those dealers are not as ethical as you think, you know? Really yeah. disappointing, actually. Not a lot of integrity there. Yeah, that is a shame. That it is, is a shame. shame. <laughs> I also love that what I love about this guy that's come into my water three times is like he's trying to sort of impress you, get some kind of vibes going, but he's like, I'm gonna buy the cheapest thing. I know, thing. right? <laughs> like, I'm not oh. gonna come in and like. No, 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 no. Another thing you don't know about Australia uh -oh. our beverages are very uh -oh. expensive. So oh. what you like over here, one of the great that's things about premium. this country, yeah, yeah. one of the few great things about this country <laughs> is um, <laughs> You get, you can get like, you can get like a truck of water, and they're like, it's seventy three p. Like, thank you so much because you have it in abundance, as our socks found out today. Um, uh, but like a, a big two liter bottle of water in Australia will probably be about, I, I would say like six bucks, like three pound. Right. I know, yeah, yeah, outrageous. Okay. Well, it's, it's we so have been this was actually a like, ooh, I'm getting that, the Dom Perignon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, of gestures in a cafe. He, yeah, he was yeah. asking for the top shelf. He was, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it was a small town, so we were. It's not. We're not selling supermarket prices. We right. can't. We can't give you the discount. Right. We've got to add on wow. the convenience. Wow. <laughs> yeah. That what taps. Yeah, he he wanted to buy something though. <laughs> now, yeah, well, that's probably why water is so expensive. You've brought up a great point, taps. Now, they are something that are everywhere in Australia. You can't walk without hitting a drinking fountain. Here, you, you can walk for miles in any direction and there might be a toilet that has a tap that's broken. That's it. <laughs> There's no like, oh, you're human, you might need water, why don't we provide some for you? Because that's our job as the government or the country. No, they're like, you can die, you can die thirsty is what you can do. You need to use the toilet, it's seven pounds. I'm glad this hasn't affected you in any way, this crime. No, no. Can I tell you genuinely I became a British citizen yesterday? So this. Oh. It just feels really good to slag off my home country now. <laughs> It's perfect. <gasps> Welcome. Oh, Thank you. Welcome. Thank you so oh, much. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's like, well, Amazing. I mean. Is that a crime? <laughs> <laughs> that oh, is actually dear. a really nice segue into our true crime uh, that we're going to solve this evening. Mm -hmm. I want to also say is I threw my head la back laughing at one point there and this like hit me on the back and I thought it was somebody. <laughs> just in case anyone like just now just saw me go. <laughs> well, they're like, guys, actually, this, this isn't for you. We're not for, here for, for you. The, for the listeners that couldn't see that gesture, Hannah was scared of her Santa hat bobble. <laughs> Hannah, so, you look like you've got like massive hair like me. Yes. When you don't like wash it and it goes a bit haywire, are you ever like watching a show and then moving and go, wow, oh, what was that? And it's just your hair? <laughs> just sticking out. You're like, oh, that's right. I've got poor hygiene. Okay, cool, cool, cool. No, 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 we're fine. Do you know what? I once had some, like, it fell down off my shoulder oh. um, and I was eating some toast and I thought it was Toby trying to get some toast from me. So I just went like that. And I was like, it's my hair. It's not. Is my Toby boyfriend. a ghost that lives in your house? <laughs> I mean, in a sense. <laughs> Can't wait for the wedding. <laughs> Knock three times and he shall appear. I'm off on a ghost wedding thing now. I'm sorry. I'll keep that to myself. <laughs> So, today we are discussing one of the most remarkable secret agents of the Second World War. Ooh. 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 
They undertook many successful missions, their power being in their language skills, their power of persuasion, thirst for adventure, and were described as the bravest of the brave. Now, my first question... It's a woman! Okay. I assumed. <laughs> I genuinely assumed. And then I went, oh, this could be a dude. Oh, I suppose, yeah. <laughs> Oh, it's gonna suck if it's. Oh, it's a dude. Oh, no, we've got. No. I mean, I didn't even ask the question, but we've got strongly a woman yeah. from Taylor. Um, I'm gonna go dude just to be different, but which would I be think fine. It's probably a woman. Katie is the misogynist of the podcast. Yeah, I, mean, <laughs> I really. Felicity, am. what do you think, man or a woman? Well, I really think woman, but if you ever ask me the question, it's usually the opposite. <laughs> I have terrible instincts for multiple choice. <laughs> <laughs> This bodes very well for the rest yeah. of the book. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so you're thinking, you're thinking woman, but you woman. might be wrong. You are correct. It is a woman. Yeah. Yes. Merry yes. Christmas. <laughs> Misogyny loses. <laughs> I know. I love that we're cheering somebody who's now dead. I'm I mean, assuming yeah. because that wins for feminism now. Yeah. <laughs> it does. It does. Everything so. is okay. <laughs> <laughs> so this is Christina Scarbeck, and she was the first woman to work for Britain as a special agent during the Second World War. Uh, she was known, of course she was, as Britain's most glamorous spy. <laughs> yeah, of course right. she was. So she was born in Poland to a Polish aristocrat. Boo! No, I'm just joking. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just putting some spice in there. I'm sorry. <laughs> when the good, multiple choice is racism or not yeah, yeah. racism. <laughs> it's, it's, we can pass this off as panto season. It's fine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love that. Uh, but, so she grew up on a grand estate, riding horses, learning languages, skiing, and learning to use knives and guns. Sure. However, her father died when she was 22, and the family lost like almost all of their money. So um, she had to get a job. So what do you think she did? I'll give you a clue. It was quite unusual for a woman to be in this job. I just pictured her walking into any interview with a knife, like, huh? huh? <laughs> right? Am I right? Is Come this on. useful? <laughs> I reckon ski instructor. Ski instructor? Yeah. Okay. I bet there weren't many chicks doing that. <laughs> and she's got the skills. Okay. Chalet girl vibes. I like it. Okay. <laughs> any mm. advance on ski instructor? And you said it's not... A common job for a woman. Although at the time, no jobs were really common jobs for yeah. women, I suppose. Because this would be the 19... 19- so, like, Santa Claus is definitely not it. <laughs> <laughs> we, can, we can rule out nurse, I guess. Just yeah. like the 30s? The, yeah, like the 30s. Because that's going to influence <laughs> my answer in some way. <laughs> it's like the 20s at this point, I think. Oh, very different. Very, very different. different. <laughs> oh, maybe like a, a cocktail waitress. Ooh. Was she? A, <laughs> was, she <laughs> was she like a croupier? A croupier? We've not had a croupier before. Was she a translator? A translator, croupier, and ski instructor. Ski instructor. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, she worked at a Fiat car factory. Oh. Yeah, but I doing, love that. Doing what though? Well, I mean, for a start, I don't know how you didn't get that. <laughs> but secondly, <laughs> I'm feeling very small car. <laughs> Do you know what? I, I couldn't find out too much information about what she physically did at the factory, um, but she be- soon became so ill from the fumes. It sounds like it's more about her look, so I feel like we should just hone in on oh, that. Oh, do you think Do you think she was the 20s version of sitting on a car, making it look sexy? Oh, was they trying to like build the car around her? <laughs> <laughs> what? We needed a warehouse, bitch. <laughs> the boys needed morale. Yeah. <laughs> WW1 was tough. <laughs> <laughs> um, she, um, 
<laughs> yes. So basically, she soon became ill from the fumes and had to give up the job. Oh no! Um, Typical woman. Lungs. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the, la- the lady lungs. I feel dizzy. We get it. <laughs> That is a blow to feminism. Oh, is that what that song is about? My lovely lady lungs. Check, Check it, it out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, basically, she had to quit the job, so she got married, then she got divorced um, quite quickly afterwards. And in 1930, was a runner-up in a particular contest. Ooh. Now, Miss you... Poland. Miss Poland. We've got Miss Poland from Taylor. It's a real smack in the face to be a runner-up <laughs> if it's your uh... own country. Well, like, all I've got is sort of the same answer, but yet different. I just keep thinking Monopoly's <laughs> comprise in a beauty contest. Mm. <laughs> you know that card you get, £10. Of course I do. Not a helpful answer here. No, I like it. <laughs> Miss Warsaw? Um, sorry, my surname is Ward, and I was like, yes? Oh, no, this <laughs> I thought you were talking to Felicity as well. Miss Ward? Ah. Saw? Sometimes. <laughs> Nearly a clap, really. <laughs> that, no, 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 don't encourage that kind of behaviour. Usually when I make a pun, people get it immediately and go, ah. Then you sort of like giggled and it's spread out and people are like, I think I like this girl. I'm like, what's wrong with you? Um, I think yeah. she was running... I don't know what the name for Polish sausage is. That not a euphemism. Oh. That, that, like a runner-up in a... Polish sausage making contest. Ooh. Oh, that's really good. She sounds like she's got a variety of skills. I, w- I want to change Kielbasa. my answer uh, to short story <laughs> I'm just so writer. I'm that answer. Sorry. Short story writer. Oh, short story oh. writer. Okay. Right. Taylor was right straight out of the gates. It was Miss Poland 1930. Wow. Yeah. So... Now we know how fit she was, we can continue. Thank God. (laughs) I would not listen to a story about an Ugmo. I'm sorry. (laughs) I know, you know what? This is like this is like the spy version of Erin Brockovich. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Like we can hear about worthy people as long as they're hot. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. They're called bombs, Ed. (laughs) (laughs) It's a great movie. It's a great movie. It is. It's a great film. P.S. As you get later into your 30s, you start getting Julia Roberts movies. You're like, oh, we watched this because life is hard. Okay, cool, cool, cool. (laughs) Skip forward a few years and World War II has broken out. And, of course, Poland, first place to be invaded. So Christina travels immediately to England because she wants to help the war effort. Obviously, at the time, uh, spies, like the comedy industry, were all male, British, and privately educated. <laughs> so... Burn! <laughs> oh, it's a sweet burn! <laughs> um, however, um, they, they do, they take Christina on. So the Secret Intelligence Service take her on. How does she convince them to do it? I will give you a clue. Don't go there. Don't go there. But Don't go there. how does she convince them that she's the right woman for the job? Oh, oh, she goes in in disguise and totally fools them and then rips off her hat and goes, ha ha, you fools. You just didn't know it was me. I mean, maybe you don't know who I am yet, but I wasn't, <laughs> I wasn't that person. I was this whole other person. Check it out. No holes in that story. <laughs> that is a watertight argument we're not right? going to fight. <laughs> did, she ha- did she come in with a completely unreconstructed car? And then, <laughs> you know how soldiers blindfold themselves and then they put it on a timer oh, and they put yeah. a gun together? Did she do that with a whole car? 
She that did that, good. but with a bikini. It was in a bikini. Well, I, I would assume. I, I just thought that was in foot. <laughs> so we've got car, we've got brilliant disguise, and Taylor? I want it to be both of those very badly. Is this where she goes in with the knife, though? <laughs> Um, well, do you know what? There were several reasons. She had quite a few contacts because her dad was a Polish aristocrat, I believe. Uh, I think I said that. Right. <laughs> yeah, the so old she Well, we Aristo can't emulate that. Come on. Mm. So, yeah, she, she knew, like, an author, and he's a really famous one, and I thought, I'll write that down. I didn't. So that's how she got the initial um, introduction. And We'd then... like you to learn on your own time. <laughs> we can't give you everything. <laughs> in an hour. So obviously Britain wanted to know what the Nazis were up to in occupied Poland. So they were like, okay, this woman, she speaks Polish, French, English. There you go. She had these excellent contacts in Warsaw. Uh. Also, she made the point that she'd be more innocuous as a woman because no spies were women in Britain at the time. Yeah, she can blend in. Yes, and one thing that really sold it to Brits. (laughs) Yeah, Um, she'll blend in in Britain as a hot Polish woman. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, she can do... Voices, I was going to say then. Languages, accents. 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 (laughs) Well, she can do languages. It doesn't imply that she can do accents. They're very different things. That is true. But what's great... I speak English, but my accent is not from Manchester. See what what? I'm saying? I know. I don't mean to... I'm a spy. (laughs) (laughs) I've got a lot in common with Christina, actually. (laughs) The Bucket Hat Spy is a book that I would read. Yeah. Yeah. Bucket hat spy. What is a reversible? God. Yeah. <gasps> oh, oh, oh my God! For the listeners, it went from blue to a different blue. And, and this <laughs> is why you've got to come to the live shows. That's it. <laughs> You'll That's never know which blue I meant first and which blue I meant second. Exactly. <laughs> That's why you come to the live shows, baby. <laughs> For those sweet reveals. I've never done that before, by the way. <laughs> Does it feel strange? No, but I think it really showed in the execution. (laughs) I was like, I'll just flip it over. That didn't work. What if I keep trying? Still not working. Okay. (laughs) I think I'm wasting some sweet time here. (laughs) Drunk women solving crime. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. So, basically, she also used to smuggle... Like, she loved adventure. So, before she became a spy, I think when the Second World War came about, she was like, shit, I want to be a spy. She was so into adventure. Uh, okay. Like, and before the war, she'd smuggle cigarettes into Poland by skiing over the mountains. Like, what? Yeah, she's like this kind of daredevil I woman. I knew skiing was going to come back. Yeah. yeah. Hey! You 
had a feeling. Um, so she knew loads of secret routes in and out of Poland. And you, it, it's a good point uh. about the fact that she has a Polish accent and that she's here, but she's not. She goes and spies in Poland. That's of the point for, yeah. for okay. us. Um, so she gets the job. Following year, she goes on loads of missions, skiing over the mountains, bringing information, propaganda, and money to the Polish resistance. I still have her in a bikini, and that's my stuff. <laughs> um, you know, so she's... Why she's she just so cold. <laughs> Why did she want to work nips. for like, Britain and not Poland? Huh? Do we know why she wanted to work for Britain and not Poland? I don't. Well, I think that, so. The Poland has been occupied at this point, so I think maybe <laughs> oh, it would be probably like, just picking the side. Yeah. <laughs> oh, so am so I going to be pro or anti-Nazi? <laughs> I mean, we try yeah. to minimize the Nazi when celebration. You put it like part that. Of the <laughs> I know, when, when you reduce it like yeah. that, it makes it sound like it's a simple question, right. doesn't it? In my defence, I've just remembered what the Second World War was. <laughs> oh. Wait, the what? I still had my head in the 20s, sorry. <laughs> she was all flappers and wowsers, and we'd moved on. Yeah. Where's her paycheck coming from? What's the tax system like? <laughs> she paying tax in Poland. It's, it's what yes. we all want to know. Exactly. So basically, my next question to you is she would smuggle radio codes, coding books, sometimes microfilm out of Poland. Where do you think she hid these items? She's in, like, the in the vagina. In the vagina. In the vagina. As soon as you said smuggle, I'm like, Gina. Gina. <laughs> I've never, I've never, I knew it. I know that it's Gina. Yes. You put it inside something, then... They were known as the bucket smugglers. And also... <laughs> <laughs> Is that in the secret records? Like, that's written down and she put it up her vagina. Well, you put it in cling wrap or something first. It doesn't go up. Yeah. But, um, like, you know, when they, when they release the records, it's like, yeah, that was a JJ one. <laughs> oh, oh, Sorry. To What's be fair, we haven't actually found out what the answer yeah, is. I've, say, I've just you know said it with a lot of conviction. <laughs> <laughs> Have you been on this podcast before? <laughs> It doesn't show. <laughs> it makes it sound fresh, don't worry. <laughs> no, it's brand new every time. Yeah. <laughs> what was she posing as? Just a woman <laughs> skiing. Yeah. Just yeah. a woman skiing. So where would she hide oh, documents could, in her is what muff, you're asking. But like it's the other kind of muff. Sorry. Continue. <laughs> you were right to just kind of be like, move on. <laughs> So, um, I mean, she's not wearing a bikini. I think we put that on her. She is... Did they have bikinis at that stage? Thank no. you. <laughs> a very disappointed man from the 30s back there. I fucking did it! And this is... This is the only kind of heckle we get is the historical correction. Oh, he has been sitting on that since the moment the word bikini no was bikinis, uttered. No bikinis. He's Do like, if there wasn't know? four women on stage, I would stand up. If there was one, I would. But four... <laughs> thank you for your... Uh, thank you for your knowledge. And yeah. I'm going to tell you guys, okay. it was not a vagina. She <laughs> hid them inside her gloves. Well, that's basically the other muff kind of thing. I mean, yeah, Katie was closest. Katie's the closest. I'm taking that point. Take that one. Have you <laughs> ever it. skied before? Yes. Did you wear a muff while you were skiing? No. That's <laughs> <laughs> that is a very good It's point. great. It's great when you fall. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it cushions the blow on your nose. It means the blood goes onto the muff rather than the snow. Because you haven't actually broken your fall properly. That is excellent. I kind of want to attract a muff now. But I'm going to stick by it. 
That's true. I'm sorry. No. I, nobody really knows whose side I'm on, do they? <laughs> it's like we agreed, but I also had a go at you. I'm your guest, but no. I feel like I've taken the piss out of every single one of you on multiple... No, do you know I've what? shown contempt for the audience That's enjoying my joke. What a contrarian. Just like a spy. You've made, you've made everything better. Oh, thank you. <laughs> Female work. I have, I have depression and that felt nice. <laughs> um, Was so that a spike of serotonin? <laughs> I felt, oh. Jock, I don't need that in those meds anymore. Someone said something nice. I'm going to be okay. <laughs> uh, we've all made that mistake, haven't we? Yeah. I'm ready to come off. No, you're not. No. Well, and it's okay that it's not, but you're not. Guys, there's more good news here because Christina gets the first film evidence of the Nazis preparing to invade the Soviet Union. <gasps> wow. That is a... Wow. Like, that's hot off the yeah. press. She gets some good shit. Churchill apparently said that Christina was his favourite spy. Well, that's because she's a babe. I mean, it kind of... Yeah. That's got Churchill... You know, that's got handy vibes to it, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah. You're completely also, right. it's got vibes of I'm not like other girls. Sorry. Continue. Yeah, it's got a very much there's not room at the table yeah, for more yeah, than one. Right. Yeah. So she stole footage that they were taking of themselves or she took the footage? Do we know? I don't. I, mean, I think on an iPhone or something. She just Yeah, just <laughs> selfies. Probably just I, selfies. I'm thinking nipple cam. <laughs> okay. This is the thing about doing this within an hour. She does so much incredible stuff. Um, but of course, we want to know, does she meet a guy? Yes, she does. <laughs> so on a mission to Budapest, guys. Which is the name of her porn film. <laughs> <laughs> mission to Booty Pest, am I right? Oh! <laughs> I'm so yes. sorry. I've really brought the tone that down and excellent. I apologise. She, because she, we were elevating it with yeah. things in her vagina. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Actually, that might that have been That was me as well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I think the next show is going to be better, is what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> um, she meets Andrew Kowalski, a Polish army officer and agent. Uh, so they become lovers and are pretty much on this and off. This is good because it's like, what, where is her sense of worth coming but from until now? <laughs> This is like Romeo and Juliet. Is he really Polish? He's Polish. He's an agent too, and like, but, but like yeah. on her side. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. He's like, he's like a good guy. Okay. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. Sorry, I should have said that. Really Did you have some like hot Nazi porn <laughs> going on in your head or something? No. Star-crossed lovers. One of them not, wanted to I... help the war effort. One of them wanted to kill people. <laughs> Yeah, that wouldn't work. I should have said he's the from the Polish resistance. He's like he is not a Nazi. Okay, yeah, this um, is on you. He's a Nazi. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really doing quite well this evening. I'm. <laughs> um, <laughs> can you imagine that my husband has to live with me every day? Every day. Something he said to me during lockdown was, "Honey, I love your animal impressions." But maybe you could save 10% of them for your friends. <laughs> wow. Do you know what volume of animal impressions you need to be doing? <laughs> that you've got to drop at least 10%. <laughs> That's not 10 animal impressions. <laughs> You're going to need to drop a couple of those in now. Uh, on your own time. I mean, <laughs> thank you. <laughs> to be honest, most of them are physical. So they'll just be for the audience. Another reason to come to the live show. Exactly. I mean, do you want to? Or? Look, I'll do my, I'll do my monkey. It's okay, okay. 
All right. <laughs> it's a the hat comes off. I'm actually doing some art, okay? <laughs> Someone at the front just exclaimed and went, "Oh, wow." Uh, <laughs> For the podcast listeners, I mean, we should maybe it's commentate. I mean, it's awesome. Oh, she's squatting oh my God. so deep. Oh, wow. No, oh, wow. she's really doing it. Oh, wow. <laughs> wow. Yes. <laughs> I mean... That Do you know what? Amazing. When your husband asked us to have you on the podcast, like... <laughs> yeah. If your husband does not appreciate that... Yeah. Oh, no, he... Pre- that's one he of them that he does 90% appreciate. percent of it. Also, we're in a two-bedroom flat, so, you know... <laughs> We, and we have a toddler. So there's two of us that have unregulated emotional responses. And then him just walking around the house going, they're so loud. Well, guys, Andrew Kowalski certainly didn't feel that way about Christina. What happens with these guys is that they, um, in, ni- in 1941, the Gestapo arrested them together in Hungary and they get interrogated. <gasps> oh, that's oh hot. No. <laughs> That's scary. (laughs) So Christina was described as having great presence of mind during the interrogation uh, when she made a virtue of an apparent weakness. Now, what was that weakness and what did she do? Trying to think of a weakness a woman can have. There is none. Bladder. Uh, (laughs) Okay, there's that one. All right, there's that one. Uh, uh, Just that uh, one, though. (laughs) Oh, I'm so glad you said that out loud because... I don't think you knew you were saying it out loud. And then it came out and you went, "Uh (laughs) uh-oh. Bladder. Oh, yeah, they all heard that. Yeah. (laughs) And we all relate, by the way. Yeah. It's really hard to come up with a weakness that's going to impress the Gestapo. Was it (laughs) a very, very niche question. Was it her weakness or one of their weaknesses? Uh, Do you know what? It was her. It was something that she did that made her seem, I'm going to give you a clue, it made her seem ill. Oh. oh. Um, pregnant. pregnant, okay. Ooh. Does she... Does what? Is she, she on a period? That scares men. Okay. I don't think that they have empathy for that, though. <laughs> They're not like, oh, maybe she needs some help. They're like, eh, don't talk about it. <laughs> Was she pale? Oh. Epilepsy? Yeah. Not yeah. bad. Hysteria? <laughs> Quick, get the vibrator. <laughs> They were the vibrator years, weren't they? Oh, boy, yeah, yeah, yeah. that Gestapo vibrator. Oh, remember the vibrator years? Yeah. (laughs) Mine were like 2006 to 2007. That was a big year. (laughs) (laughs) Disgusting. Um, Um, Guys, I'm going to tell you, because this is a really difficult uh, (laughs) question, and I'll tell you what she did. She bit her tongue several (gasps) times. Now, why would she have done this? So she sounds like she can't talk. Um, Was it to make it bleed? Make it bleed, but why does she want her tongue to bleed? Because she's trying to tell them that she has It's a, a no- metaphor. <laughs> oh, oh, she's trying to make it look like she's coughing up blood. Yes, TB, yes. yes. Which is a metaphor <laughs> for tuberculosis. <laughs> I think you're mixing the word um, uh, metaphor for abbreviation. They're very yes. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, tuberculosis. Brevo. Tuberculosis. Tuberculosis was quite big at the time, and, and yeah. very popular. Very <laughs> popular. And so I feel like it trend. had a little resurgence. Yeah, but it's not cool anymore. <laughs> 
basically, she wanted them to think that she had it because you can pass it on quite easily. And she thought, mm, well, yeah. that's what she did. I mean, it's kind of oh, incredible. Wow. Also, so then they gave her, they're not that stupid. They're not just like, okay, she's coughing up blood. We're going to let her go. They were like, we're going to give you a chest x-ray. Stuff comes up on the chest x-ray. X, chest x-ray. Try saying chest x-ray after like four bottles of Prosecco. What was on her lungs? Think back to what I've told you earlier. So <gasps> think oh my gosh, the Fiat lungs. fumes. Yeah. She popped oh. her lungs up in the car factory. There are lesions oh from that glorious Fiat. God. Yes. Stretch. Yes, so they, they see all this stuff on her lungs and they're like, shit, she has got tuberculosis. Corporate manslaughter is for good. Yeah. <laughs> she was actually very anti-electric car. After that. <laughs> yeah, so basically, like, across the war, she went on so many missions. She parachuted. In 1944, she parachuted behind enemy lines in France, embarked on a journey of three weeks, mostly by foot. Apparently, and it just said in this one source, said, because she hated bicycles. <laughs> I don't know what happened. You know what happened? Is a, she was a woman, and there's not enough padding on the bicycle top. <laughs> Especially back in 1930, mate. Yeah. It was just a razor on a stick. <laughs> That's all it was. <laughs> a very um, fair point. So basically, also she... Also, all those documents up there, you don't <laughs> need <laughs> cycling them out. Like, One wrong sneeze. <laughs> <laughs> a mess. So, sounds like a code name, though, doesn't it? One long sleep. Sleep? No. Um, <laughs> didn't burp into the mic. Um, so... I did it earlier and actually went... <laughs> <laughs> And went, oh, don't say it. And I usually say it. It's happened before. So I'm just, I just wanted to show solidarity. Thank you. Yeah. Aww, happens to the best of us and the worst. <laughs> <laughs> On this three-week journey, she carried a rucksack. It had two items in it. It was full of these two things. What do you think they were? Tampons. No, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> Wait, is this the anti-bicycle trip? Uh, yes. <laughs> She's got two things in her backpack. Yep. Can of whoop ass and a <laughs> thing, and, <laughs> and a lot of tampons. <laughs> and I love Nazis T-shirt in case they turn up. Nice. Just like big fan, actually, <laughs> massive fan. A, a, a bottle of water from Australia. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> very expensive. Very expensive. Guys, it was food and hand grenades <laughs> because Aww. she is a woman of the world. Um, so basically, she like turns all these Polish soldiers and gets them to turn, and they um, deserted. Gay? No, they like <laughs> deserted the fortress that they were on, and like they just. She was amazing. She did all of these missions. Spoiler alert: Britain and the Allies win the war. Hooray! Hey, uh, God! <laughs> that, you know that got less of a cheer than the stuff about vaginas. <laughs> However, despite... Did we do anything? Did we show a plate? <laughs> <laughs> Getting in there first. Well done. Well done. Um, I just have to skip that bit where I take the piss out of Taylor. So basically, she is one of the we most... We couldn't get there as fast as you can now. <laughs> it took a while. Uh, Come over. That, that was it. That was the problem. So basically, the transport. She, she was awarded like uh, countless medals. She was such an important part of the war. Um, however, a few weeks after the armistice, she was dismissed with a month's salary and just left to fend for herself. Yeah, that checks out. Exactly. Is Boom. that how they treated all spies? No, that's how they treated women they didn't need anymore. 
I yeah, mean, it's and true though. And you know what? This is our Christmas show, and I would like to apologise with where this goes. That's why I said allspice. <laughs> ah. <laughs> it was a okay Christmas. Tell you what, when Americans. Save a war. Shame on you. No, I don't have it. <laughs> <laughs> so basically, she when returns I do a pun, to London. Shame on me. <laughs> she returns to London where she got another job. What do you think she did? Oh, no. Um, Was it like admin? Uh, oh, yes, there, there is. She became a telephone operator and a salesperson. Oh. So there's some admin there. She does, she does a bevy of jobs. A bevy. Well, she's not going to be a ski instructor in London. No. They didn't have a dry slope or anything. <laughs> A dry slope. That sounds disgusting. <laughs> it As does now. Like She's got a bit of a... It's like I've a made this show so filthy. I'm so sorry. A dry slope? Yeah. No. What is a dry slope? They just have, like, bristles instead of snow. They have bristles. Yeah, it's like brushes. This is the saddest country in the world. Do you know that? This is the saddest. And I don't mean Britain, I mean England. England is the saddest country in the world. So, and I am a citizen of this country. <laughs> and welcome. Thank you. Um, oh my so, God. Welcome yeah, and to she the sad show. It's got bristles. What? There's hey, a sad ending that we need to. Like, I know this is sorry, a bit of a shame. Guys, so basically, she stop um, joking on our comedy you podcast. You need the bristles for levity. The she bristles. became a cab a cabin steward on ocean liners, and on one of the ocean liners, the crews were required to wear the medals that they'd been awarded during the war. So she had fucking shitloads because she was so good in the war, um, which made her a favourite with the passengers. But how do you think the crew reacted? Not well. Oh no, they bullied her like high school. Yeah, they were very resentful, accused her of lying, basically saying they, they can't be yours. One member of the crew, Dennis Mal Maldoni, defended her. So Christina died age 44 in 1952. Oh, God. Do we um, know what she died why? of? We do. That is my next question. And I'm oh, so man. sorry that this is the Christmas podcast because... No! I was, what did somebody shout? It's, yeah, it's going to be... Don't say tuberculosis now! Is it, a, is it actually related it will to the damage her I lungs... <laughs> yeah, look, I'm walking off. I am not no, having guys, this like... story end like this. <laughs> I love it, but I will still have the attention and the mic. <laughs> I want to be able to chip in, obviously. <laughs> You're not taking away my freedom of speech. <laughs> no. Um, um, we know her lungs are fucked from the x-ray. I mean, oh, if, if we they, do. they saw that, she probably needed medical attention we do. And at that point. Genuinely, I'm really sorry because this oh, is no, genuinely really awful. No, no. So Dennis Muldoni, who we know defended her on the boat, became yeah. obsessed with her <gasps> and when she rejected him, stabbed her to death. No! Uh, yeah, right, right. I mean, this is the... I know, I was reading this and I was going like, Christmas show, Christmas show, Christmas <laughs> show. <laughs> Right. And then I was like, oh, fuck, it just ends like it ends. Do you know what's interesting, though, is that sometimes <laughs> the crime we do relates to the crime that our guest shares. And we were talking yeah. about the toxic masculinity response. Look. This doesn't make it happier and fun. I'm just saying, what a fucking it, nightmare of an ending for such an amazing woman. And this is the shit that happens. I've hell. never said this before, but I wish she died of tuberculosis. <laughs> Wow, on that, wow. <laughs> on that note, what I'm going to do is I'm just going to read you um, 
What an ending. I wish we could end on that. I want to call Dennis's family. Yeah. (laughs) I want to call his, like, great-grandkids and go, you pass this message on. (laughs) (laughs) So this is Claire Mully, who has written a book on Christina uh, called The Spy Who Loved. She says this of her, and I think this is a better representation than her being stabbed to death. So she said, she loved men and sex, adrenaline and adventure, her family and her country. She loved life and the freedom to live it to the full. Since childhood, her most defining characteristic had been an intense desire for freedom. Freedom from authority, to roam, to ride and live. Jobs, marriages, and the polite rules of society were unacceptable constraints. So here's to Christina Scarbeck. Yes. Now, who wants to follow that with a list of time? That's my question. What's the word for microphone? The loud stick. The loud stick. <laughs> So we are looking for someone to come up to the loud stick to tell us the time if they've been a victim of a crime and we will solve it Ooh. in six to seven minutes. The person at the back waving! Give them a cheer! Yes. Come on down! Woo. Yay. Very hard to sustain a One clap thing. for that long, isn't it? <laughs> she's got a long way to come. In the interim, I've really enjoyed... Oh, wait, she's here, she's here. Oh, Sorry. she's here, she's here. Hey, hello! Yay. Hello! What is your name? Amber. Amber. Hi, Amber. Hi. I Not almost often. Thank you so much. A um, pleasure. Tell us, when have you been a victim of a crime? Well, I was working in a Polish restaurant. So <gasps> oh, oh my God. And, um, Did someone come in and buy water? <laughs> <laughs> it, it was quite similar. We, it was an unlicensed restaurant, but we... Anyway. <laughs> Cheeky. Yes, you crime. Explain yourself. It was a different time. Crime number one. So this guy came in and he wanted to buy some alcohol and we said we don't sell any alcohol, so he left. And then he came back again with uh, his friend who had a gun <gasps> and his other friend who had a big knife. Whoa! Oh, and, shit. and one stood by the door and one stood, like, pointing the gun at me and the other waitress who was newly from Whoa. Poland. And so we gave them all the money. <gasps> but oh my first God. she screamed the place down. And uh, and I was like, don't take the tips, don't take the tips. Oh. <laughs> yes, mate. Save representing the, the workers. Yeah, yeah. A little unionist, oh even in a, in a death situation. Yes. Oh it's just strange God. how you react, right? Yeah. So, so the gun wasn't scary because it was like massive and silver. So I thought that's not a real thing. Wow. The knife was quite scary. Yeah. Um, that was but, also massive and silver. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, but probably real. And then they didn't take the tips, which was great. But, <laughs> but then I started being like really mouthy, and I was like, don't take the checks because you can't do anything with them. And I thought, what am I doing? <laughs> but, but the reason that I'm bringing it up is that the, the guy who was the main robber was drop dead gorgeous. Oh. Man I've ever seen in my whole life. That's why you said don't take the tips. You're like, I just got to flirt with this guy. Yeah. Oh no, that's yeah. my money. Oh, don't take my money. But the mystery, the mystery was like, why was he robbing a restaurant when he already stole your heart? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's so mad. You want to say to me, you don't have to do this. Yeah. You could model. <laughs> Yes, someone will take care of you. Like, yeah, life is easier for really good looking people. I know. But (laughs) thank you for not laughing at that too much. Amazing. Crazy. So what do do we think, guys? We've got got about a minute. To solve this, I think he did it. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. (laughs) 
Have some well, prosecco. Well, on that note, this is your prosecco to say thank you, Amber. Thank Can you I so much. Give it up for Amber. Thank you. Oh, my God. Wow. What a weird coincidence, though. I know. Yeah. I had, I, I mean, Good. we probably don't have time for another story, do no, we? No, go on, go on, go on. Uh, I was uh, 13 and I grew up, as I said, in a small town and we did sports on Wednesdays so school finished early. So we were waiting for our bus and we go across the walkway and there's like a small supermarket um, or shopping centre. We're getting our chips and gravy. It was the 90s. And this guy came over in like a vest and a pair of short shorts and a sports bag and he starts rambling on and on. And you know when you're a young teenage girl and like older guys talk to you, you even when you sense the threat, you're like, oh, we must be important and older guys talking to me. I mean, sure, he doesn't have all of his teeth, but this could be cool. (laughs) (laughs) And then he was going on and on about this 12 gauge and I didn't know what he was talking about. And then he put the bag on the table and then opened it and then underneath a t-shirt brought it up and like pumped it and went, he's like, you didn't believe me, did you? We're like, no, no, we believed you. He's like, I'm going to go to the toilet. You look after that for me. (gasps) So he went to the toilet and we were like, and ran away and then like got a call from one of my friend's parents that night you know you think you're in trouble because you've seen a gun <laughs> like I don't know I just saw a gun and it's like you're not in trouble oh. but yeah it was um, anyway that's a Merry Christmas oh. everyone <laughs> Merry thank you thank you so much holy shit I mean, like, it's funny the things that, like, you suddenly remember because, like, that yeah. could have been your story at the beginning. Well, like, I thought it might be a bit traumatic. But the other one was funnier, as we've all just felt. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, basically, we, all we have time for is, Felicity, like, what are you up to? Where can people see more of you? Oh. Where can we find you? Okay, so, this is very unlikely, but if anyone in here likes cricket... <laughs> really? Yeah. Oh, really? Oh, mate, you and me and nobody else... <laughs> Um, I do a cricket podcast with another comedian called Andy Zaltzman. He's in Australia at the moment uh, commentating for the BBC. Oh, wow. Um, It's called The Bugles Ashes Urncast. So if you listen to The Bugle, it's produced by them as well. I'm putting on two fundraisers in January on the 17th and the 24th at the Comedy Store. It's called Stand Up Against Homelessness. And it's for a charity which I'm a patron of called Together in Barnet. And Rob Delaney is doing it. Uh, Lou Sanders is doing it Tanya Moore oh god there's so many people Ian Sterling is doing it Susie Ruffle is doing it Sarah Barron there's lots more names to be announced I'm also if you're in Australia or America which you're not but you might have a VPN um I was in a, uh, an award-nominated drama called Wakefield. Yay. It's on iPlayer in Australia. It's showing on Showtime in the States at the moment. Cool. Um, I think the last episode was this week. I don't know if they show it online there. That is in the world. You could go to my website, but it would have no dates on it because I have poor administration skills. Uh, <laughs> and then I'm Felicity Ward everywhere else. And I'm doing a new podcast that's starting at the beginning of next year called Turning Point. Fantastic. That's, Ladies yeah. and gentlemen, give it up for Felicity Ward. Drunk Women Solving Crime is produced by Amanda Redman with music by The Lion and the Wolf. You can follow us on Twitter at Drunk Women Pod and Facebook and Instagram at Drunk Women Solving Crime. And please review us on Apple Podcasts. And if you've got a petty crime you want us to solve, then write it in a review and we'll solve it. Thank you to Acast and thank you for listening. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well. HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello? 
Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. 